So earlier on, we asked you whether you think we have the leadership required in place to take our country to the next level. And what are some of the great examples of individuals that you feel have, re- have represented great leadership in the various uh, circles, whether it's at a municipal government level, whether it's at, uh, from a you know, ministerial point of view, cabinet, maybe even ESCOM. Maybe you think Andre Dereta is the perfect person to be there. Whatever the case may be, send us a voice note, 060-552-7303. And we're asking this question because looking at the South African political landscape at the moment, there's so much happening. For instance, with the ANC, they're currently building up towards their elective conference, which will see possibly a very different leadership there and uh, people already raising their hands, some of whom have been implicated in uh, all types of uh, COVID-19 uh, scandals, you know? Mm. Uh, and, and then, on, of course, in the mix with that, we're seeing the coalition governments, the multi-party municipal governments falling apart, left, right and center, making things very unstable. Tessa Dooms joins us on the line, social development practitioner and director at Rivonia Circle. Tessa, good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a movie. That's what they say in South Africa. It's a movie. Um, <laughs> <Need to> live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where, where are we as far as, um, you know, things are concerned? Let's start with uh, the ANC building up to the conference. What has been some of the standout things there as far as this concerned? Also considering that we've got leaders that have been implicated in uh, all types of um, scandals and corruption, raising their hands. Yeah, I mean, in an ANC conference here, um, the big focus is, of course, on all of the elective meetings that um, the ANC has from branch level, and we've been seeing now the nomination process opened up in September. And so not only people, well, people in the ANC generally don't raise their hands. They would like us to believe that (laughs) uh, they, you know, it's such a strange practice, though, and I think this year particularly, um, it's become clear that, the ANC's culture, the young people in the ANC have been saying it, of people raising their hands has actually become a bit classical because on the one hand, you have no idea why a branch in Harankua has decided that those top six people, who they've probably never met, are the best ones, mm. especially because the ANC's culture is you're not supposed to canvass. Mm. You're not supposed to campaign. You're not supposed to say, mm. I'm the, you know, this is the reason why I think I'm a great candidate. And so I think the ANC is going to be in an interesting position where it's going to be challenged on its inability to create new leadership cohorts because of the culture that it has. Um, I think it's actually quite bizarre that we're probably going to end up with a leadership contest in the ANC in December um, of all people over the age of 65. (laughs) All of the ANC candidates are all going to be over the age of 65. I I find that fascinating in the youngest country on the continent and in an organization that has a million people. Yeah. I, can't, I can't, you know, but I think the the ANC politics at this point um, is, is getting to a point where really its own factionalism has become the basis of strong mm. ideas, mm. and that's certainly not coming to the fore. Yeah. Tessa Kutsotaledi here. Uh, let's let's dive into the coalition governments, right? What are we lacking when it comes to coalition po- uh, politics? Yeah, coalition politics lacks um, leadership and maturity right yeah. now. Um, and the first thing I want to say about coalition politics, we aren't in as bad a position as the big metros would have us believe when it comes to our ability to hold coalitions. We must always remember in the 2021 local government elections, we ended up with 66 municipalities. 
So there are 66 coalitions in the country, mm. not five. Mm. Mm. So when, mm. when one or two or three are unstable, it's time for us to look at the other 60 and ask what's working, where it is working. Yeah. And I think where it is working, it's working on the basis that those coalitions are, sm- or are smaller, they're closer to communities, and people feel more accountable to the communities mm. that they serve. Mm. Whereas in a Joburg metro, the people who are sitting in council don't feel like they have a real accountability to all of Joburg. Mm. And I think we need an account- accountability meca- mechanisms within coalitions. We also need the, the voter to be at the center, not the party to be at the center. Mm. So it's a strange phenomenon that party bosses, whether it's the DA or mm. um, Cornet Mulga at the SS Plus, making decisions about what should happen in the Joburg coalition from Cape Town. That's mm. a ridiculous thing. Mm. Why would that be, be happening? Yeah. And so we must get away from centering party bosses in these things and start centering us as the voters. And that also is a lesson to us as the voters. To make them, We must start thinking about what guidelines should we be creating for mm. coalitions. Mm. What demands should we be placing on the table? So, for instance, making sure coalition agreements are transparent making sure that sure. Um, if coalitions are going to change, that those parties go back to community and say, mm. these are the changes we're thinking about. Yeah, be- coalitions just need leadership. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, when they, um, on the basis of immaturity or la- or whatever you want to call it, um, collapse the situation and then there's a, a, ch- a change in mayor, you know, when that happens often, and we've seen with, for example, in Tuani and the problems they've had there, then it, in the end, it's the, it's the people who live in those municipalities that lose out because there's no consistency. Nobody really hangs around long enough to get anything done. And it just becomes a, a glorious mess. A hundred percent. And parties and, and people who are elected must know that the, the electorate will punish them for these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And we must make our voices heard. I mean, coalition governments in, around the world that are stable have a few characteristics that ours don't. Number one, people know before the election that a coalition is possible. So part of the demands they make of politicians and part of what in pol- uh, po- political parties' manifestos is who they are willing to be in coalition with, mm. what their rules of engagement for coalitions will be, and how they will interact. Sure. People vote on coalition rules mm. Mm. and how, uh, how a party is assessed on what it will do in a coalition. Yeah. We must start making those politicians know they will pay for those prices Absolutely. if they're immature in coalitions. Tessa, it's Lindy. The issue of age. I mean, I know we we chuckled when you spoke about people over the age of 65, right, Um, being the front runners um, come December. Will we have to wait another four or five years for us to say, actually, we do have young people who have raised their hands and are able to lead and they've been accepted to lead um, by their political party? Do we have to wait even longer for that to happen? And will that happen? We don't even have to wait four or five minutes. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in a country where 65% of the population is under the age of 35. Mm. This country is being run by young people in the May. Mm-hmm. People are running small businesses by young people. They raise mm. their hands to lead in business. People who run um, community-based organizations, people who run civil society organizations. There's so many young people who lead in this country. What we need to do is be willing to be led by young people. Mm, so yeah. once I got out of the youth age group, I started saying yeah. to people, I'm no longer a youth, but I'm an advocate for young people. Sure. I will lend them my credibility, my yeah. resources, 
because I'm willing to be led by a young person and I'm looking for a 25-year-old to make president. Come yeah. on. You know what? I think, Tessa, there's a lot of responsibility on us as um, the voter, really. It's not just about leadership being asked to do ABC. We also need to play our part. So, absolutely, maybe there is a way that uh, the voter can make sure, whether it's within the party or at a national government level uh, with the elections, to make sure that we really get some young blood in there. Tessa Dooms uh, giving us uh, just a picture of uh, the interesting things happening in SA politics at the moment. What are your thoughts on what she said and whether you think we have the right leadership in the country right now at the fore to take us to the next level? Send us your comments.